0: This week on Backyard Footy. Mentally, I was going through, through something that I did not know how to describe. And it was something that I wasn't willing to share with people because I thought that, you know, like as a man, I had to keep that inside. And, you know, like as time went by, I was coming in and out of the call ups. And when I would go back to, the, to my club, I, was, I stopped performing. Mm. I stopped performing because in my head wasn't right. You know, like I just felt like uh, all the pressure got to me, all the comments from the people got to me. What's up, footy
1: fans? It's your host, Hugh Roberts. We're back and it feels great to be back. I know it's been a long time coming. Last year was a long year, 2022. Finished my last episode back in March, but you know, Big things came, different transitions, footy visuals, new videographer, meeting new connections, building with Monterey, captaining and, and, you know, leading the boys. It was a long year, ended on a, a very emotional time, and that's something I'm going to touch on at some point. Definitely, you know, look forward to an episode coming where I speak on that a little bit, but, you know, things happen for a reason, and I'm coming back for a year two, and it feels good with the core of Guys coming back, which means more excitement for you guys, more videos, visuals behind the scenes. Definitely follow back and free on all social media platforms. I have a lot of exciting new projects on the way. But in all addition, got my boy Wilmer here with me. Talks about his journey from nothing in in Santa Cruz, then coming from there to the El Salvadorian national team. And he talks about his upbringing and the struggles he had you know, mentally playing throughout the season and even on the national team, and it's one hell of an episode. You'll love it. Definitely follow, subscribe, like, and let me know what you think. All right, footy fans, what's talk the to boy. you soon. What's good, on, on the show, my guy. Got gotcha, you, bro. How's off season? How's it been for you? I know it's a short turnaround, but what's it been like for you these last couple of days?
0: Um, it's been good. I mean, just evaluating my my performances and just how I did overall throughout the year, mm-hmm. and you know, obviously, what can I improve in and you know what? would I envision myself uh, improving in, what what my path is gonna be to get to my goals, and you know, just trying to better my craft this this off season. Where are you at in Santa
1: Cruz, right? You Santa Cruz. So what's Santa Cruz like for the people listening, in? what do you what's yeah. life like for you up in Santa Cruz? I need Cruz? to come down to
0: Santa Cruz, catch a <laughs> vibe, man beach the culture you know it's a multicultural um, little little town I would say it's not a city it's a little town with obviously beautiful sceneries but at the same time it's got it's like um, like spots where where a lot of cultures is is brought in you know Latin culture we got Mexicans, Salvadorians um, a lot of people from Central America and you know good food seafood a lot of you know mexican salvadorian origin food um mm-hmm. it's and it's a vibe you know it's it's small you know i would say like downtown is a cool vibe uh open to everything you know um i yeah, think i heard a great thing yeah yeah it's it's the beaches are beautiful um so it's definitely a place where you can come in the beautiful part about it is that you got the ocean on this side and you just maybe go 10 minutes upward and you hit the mountains mm-hmm. and you hit the Biggest mm-hmm. trees in the world mm-hmm. world, sure, the redwoods. Yeah, mm-hmm. the redwoods. Yeah, yeah. I've only been to the boardwalk, you know, the yeah, popular yeah, yeah. boardwalk a little bit. It, it, yeah. I like it though. It's a nice Yeah, it's vibe. sick. Um, yeah, it's a vibe for sure.
1: So what's what what was a daily life for you this season? Like what would you do in terms of waking up, coming to training, going back home? What's your daily life? Yeah, you know, I mean average day.
0: I was commuting, it's only like a thirty five minute drive. Mm-hmm. So I would wake up at seven and you know, I always had my cup of coffee. Um, just kind of chill, get my day going. And then i try to leave the house by like eight fifteen, eight thirty, And then I honestly loved commuting because, like I said, it was a 35-minute uh, drive, so I could either listen to music, right, right, right. Uh, motivational speeches. I like listening to Eric Thomas, yeah. Ray Lewis, yeah. um, Inky Johnson. Those are some of my favorite. Mm-hmm. Connor McGregor. Um, and just, just to get my day started, you know, preparing myself mentally to – to come out here and, and give a performance during training, you know. I think one one trait about me is I always try to give a hundred percent just, you know, to basically show the my teammates and my coaches that I want to play and, and I deserve to be in the starting lineup. And, you know, I think that's that's something that I love doing while I was commuting over here. And then yeah, try to get here a little early, get another cup of coffee in me and then just kind of vibe in here. Play some music. Always I love music, so yeah. You know, that's that's number one for me, you know, listening to music and getting my vibe going, feeling in a good mental state so Mm -hmm. I can come and perform. But, yeah.
1: After training, you normally just go home, cook, vibe, relax.
0: After training, uh, obviously, you know, uh, we'd get with some of the couple of guys and go get coffee, just kind of chill, talk about our days, you know, anything, how training was, whatever it was, and just kind of go chill and, you know, spend some time together. Uh, We'd go down to... uh, Local local coffee shops down here, Counterpoint, you know, there's some other ones. Um, and then, yeah, just drive back home. And then after that, just go, you know, either chill with, with my fiance and, and by the beach or we'd cook together, anything, walk our dog. So just just kind of chill and, and enjoy it. Honestly, I think I'm very privileged uh, because obviously I'm home right, and, right, right, right. you know, I got my family here. So I'm, I'm able to spend time with... With my family and the people that I love, which I know a lot of players, you know, would die to have something like that. Seriously, seriously, seriously. Now, I like that you get your mind right each morning
1: too, though, bro, because that's something I do. I just wake up in the morning, 10, 15 minutes, just meditate kind of thing, just figuring out what I'm going to do, get my mind right for the day. It's important. Actually, it's going to lead me to the next segment. Everyone already asked you, you know, how you got started, but why did you get
0: started playing this game and do you have a why to why you do this? Yeah, I mean... I think, first of all, we're going to take it way back, just soccer has given me opportunity. It's basically, you know, given me that path to where I am today. Um, Nothing was was a plan, you know, I wouldn't say like, oh, I I had it that I was going to go to college, that I was going to go play pro now. I think I just, that was what I did to you know take my mind off of everything going on back home whether it be you know stresses financial issues anything and soccer was you know like the way out soccer was was a way in which you know we united as as friends in my community you know we'd get gathered together once we came from school and just play street soccer you know it being fucking putting shoes or two rocks or two backpacks and we make you know and play five aside um but yeah, I mean, once, once I started getting older, I started getting a little better. And, and I, I didn't go to a four-year good D1 university. I went to a community college for two years. And in reality, I didn't know if I was gonna pursue soccer as you know, a profession or even you know to the next level. And you um, didn't play
1: club or anything, did you?
0: I, I played club. I played that? for Santa Cruz Breakers Academy, which okay. is a local academy. Okay. Compete against like earthquakes and gotcha. we are, but they're not as big. They're not as affiliated to an MLS club. Yeah. So um, it was great because that was the best that I could get in mm-hmm. the area. Yeah. And I played there from, I would say like 10 to 16. Gotcha. Um, so gotcha. I think I developed there. I started growing there. Um, but yeah, once I, once I hit that community college, I did well. And then, you know, luckily this school C- CSUMB, you know, had interest and they looked at me and honestly, that was, I didn't even know what it was to, to get an offer for, for, for to come to college. I didn't know, I didn't know anything. I didn't even know how to register to come to a university. Mm-hmm. And, you know, once, once I started hearing that they had interest in me, I, I, I got my shit together, you know, mm-hmm. I was like, fuck no, like, dude, this is an opportunity that, you know, I'm not going to get any, right, anywhere right, else, right, you know. Right, right. And obviously, some we don't have a name for each other, for, for myself, you know. So, you know, I wasn't like, oh, I have these other offers. That was all I had. And mm-hmm. I was like, I'm, I'm going to take advantage okay. of it. And, you know, luckily, I had good grades and uh, and I got here. And When I came here, our, our team wasn't, you know, the best in the league. But individually, I was able to perform and, and you know, get my stats there. And that's how I started, you know... And getting invited to these combines, um, San Jose Earthquakes held a, like a private invitational combine, and they mm-hmm. invited me. I was honestly surprised, but I think that was my game changer. I went there and I saw. Honestly, I think I was one of like the least talented players there, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Shit, I gotta, I gotta right, work harder," you right, know. Right, right. And you know, my my college coach told me like, "Dude, I can we can send you on trial. You know, you have the talent." Honestly, I, at that time, I didn't really believe in myself. Um, that I had it. And honestly, I wasn't pursuing that. I think at that point in my life, when I was in college, I just wanted to have a career where I can get a job, where I could make money and help my family Mm. out. That was was my number one, um, because uh, my mom raised me as a single mother. And when I was in college, actually, when I was at my junior college, my first year, she suffered a stroke. Mm. And, you know, she's been handicapped ever since. I think that's my greatest motivation, you know, just she worked her whole life, came to this country, worked her ass off in the fields, you know, obviously things back then were a lot harder than they are now. You know, she was making three dollars, you know, an hour And you know, I see all the work she's done. And she was always a my mother. She was always a person that would let me make my own decisions. And honestly, I respect her so much for for everything she's done for me and allowed me to do and and make my mistakes and grow as a person and then now i look back at that i'm like you know everything i have is because she just worked hard and you know provided a, a roof even though you know there was a point where we we're leaving seven people in her two-bedroom apartment you know i was living in the in the mm-hmm. living room my brother had a couch on the other side and then i had one on this side and i was like you know like sometimes you sit there you think you're like fuck right you know and we need to I need to ma- I need to do something so that we get out of this you know shithole. Right. and that's where my motivation came from so obviously as a as as a as a footballer, your dream is to go pro, you know mm-hmm. yeah, you you want to do it and when I started going on trials like you know I started getting this is after school after you finished- yeah years. after I finished after I finished two years, sorry <laughs> I jumped a little ahead mm-hmm. I did good uh, my first season, I scored four goals and seven assists. Or nine, nine assists. And my second year as a senior, I scored 13 goals and seven assists, which was kind of like, that's where a lot of people started knowing, like, oh, who's this guy playing here? Like, team other teams were like, oh, this is the threat, How you know, much. man mark and stuff like that. How was it for you mentally switching from Juco to here?
1: Was it um, tough or an easy transition?
0: For me, I think, I think it was... School wise, it was it was it was a little tough right. because I was never in an environment like this where it was like so professional and right. you know they it was all on you you know teachers ain't gonna be freaking telling you oh, right, turning right, your right, homework right, it's, right, it was right. like nah you do it if you want to keep playing you know like if you want to play you have to get good grades and right. then that was a turning point for me but I think at that moment in my life I was super motivated to be someone and the opportunity was given to me so I took it and mm. in my head I was like no one's stopping me mm. no one's stopping me and. I think it was easy because of that because mm-hmm. I was so motivated to to be someone and Mental. and and to take advantage of the opportunity that I was given. Right. So that I think that's why it was easy for me. Gotcha. Um, and yeah, I mean, I finished and then I finished in COVID year. Mm. So when I was in COVID year, I told you I went to those combines. Uh, didn't get a call back from that one. I went to Path of Pro as well. Uh, then I went on trials I went on like five different trials before I got signed I went to I went to the the combines I went to Tulsa I was there for a month just to get rejected I went to Oakland Roots I was there for over a month maybe like 2 3 months and not knowing what was going to happen and it got to a point where I was like maybe this ain't it for me maybe mm-hmm. it's just not meant for me you know mm-hmm. and a lot of things that you know they told me in feedback I took them to heart and I, I started, you know, just, I went into this beast mode, man. I Mm -hmm. I freaking was waking up at five in the morning, running five miles and I would go ahead and work a 10 hour shift in construction, Mm -hmm. come back, run another five miles. And then just, I was just so, I would say I was angry at myself and disappointed, uh, because I knew I could give more and I wasn't given the opportunity Mm -hmm. and I took it to heart and honestly, it mentally made me a better person. Mm -hmm. Uh, it taught me a lot about work ethic and and actually if you work for it and put in the work, you'll get something out of it. I think that's what it taught me. And yeah, I mean, I think the last time that I went on trial before I got my first contract, I sat down at the kitchen table. My mom was sitting on the couch and I told her, I was. I looked at her and I was like, this is the last time. This is the last time I'm gonna go on trial because I was you know, taking money out of my pocket, yeah, yeah, yeah. investing in flights, hotels, food, yeah. and, Dude, I went in debt because because I was I was I was sacrificing so much for for, for the sport and it wasn't giving me what I what I had invested in it. So I literally I remember I went to the East Coast, never been to the East Coast, and I went to Hartford, Connecticut, you know, with a dream. And then I went on trial. And I think that was a good thing. I was like, I have nothing to lose. I was like, this is it's either it's gonna be a, a positive or a negative. And you know, I balled out. I balled out and I think it was just because I knew it was going to be the last time I, I either performed or not. And, you know, they 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 never give you a concrete answer. You know how that is. You know, they never fucking tell you, yeah, we're signing, you No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they went through the trial period, and that was like two weeks. And then they invited me back to preseason, was there for like a month. And then I was paying everything out of pocket. Uh-huh, so I'm uh-huh. telling you, I was deep in debt. And all I wanted was just to get a contract. I remember sitting down, and they started talking to me. They're like, yeah, like, we like you as a player. Yeah, we think we need you to improve. And I was like, fuck. Like they're not, they're not yeah, taking me. I was yeah. like, all right. You know what? And then just like, well, but we're extremely happy to let you know that we're going to give you your first professional contract. That's and honestly, up, right there, you know how it is when you get that first contract. You know, you just feel like crying. And mm-hmm. you call your parents. You call your family. You call your loved ones. And you just, you know, you you express, you know, how, how much that means to you. And I remember the first person I called was my mom. And I was like, Mom, I got it. And I fucking started bawling, man. It was just like, Mm -hmm. like, I I know from every, it's every player's dream to, you know, to, to, to have that day, to sign a pro contract and just say, fuck, I made it. You know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. even though that's not what it actually means, you know, is you're just getting started. But it was the most meaningful day for me because I made my mother proud. You know, I'm doing something that I feel like she's held it on her shoulders that, um, i haven't been able to take risk or because for me it was hard to leave because you know i told you my mom had a yeah, stroke yeah, so it was hard for me to leave and i was gone for a year never had done that never had been away from home and so she was proud of me for for you know just accomplishing this goal that i had of mine and not letting her situation kind of stop me so mm-hmm. and she's she's told me this and honestly it's like it's the best feeling to make your mother proud you know seriously. So that was kind of my journey, and man. like you know, there's ups and downs to it. There's hard moments. There's moment of doubt. There's moment of, you know, you, you don't want to, you don't know what's next. You don't know if, if the outcome's gonna be good or not. So, it's it's a it's a rough patch, and I feel like everybody has a little bit of that. Well, man, but, I gotta say, bro, you're one of the
1: toughest mentally players, you know, I've experienced in my nine year career, bro, and it's exactly why you're here. I mean, the reason why I ask you these questions who's your why and why do you have a why? Because, you know, this this journey gets, you know, tainted, be, not because of the love that we have, because of the business aspect, the money, the contracts, yeah. the BS, the starting, and like, it takes away from your love from it. Yeah. But when you have that why, man, like,
0: yeah.
1: when you're in those down moments, they yeah. fuel you and they get you going and just listen to your story, how, yeah. you know, you use that fuel waking up at five o'clock in the morning. Yeah. A lot of people don't do those things and, you yeah. know, I'm here to almost wanna express to you to keep going and keep doing them things as well too, because your journey is very similar to mine. I was on three different teams before I even got my first contract for a trial, made it through trials and drafted nothing, got my team. But my my whole thing, my beginning of the year was always my feet was bad. My feet was bad as a center back. So for the first four or five years, bro, buckered down, you know, worked on them things, bro. And those exact things is why you're here, man. So how'd you, Get to the national team, how did that happen for you and what was that like for you mentally switching from like the USL now you're playing like, you know, the World Cup qualifiers with grown men and all those things?
0: Bro, I think that was honestly one of the toughest but greatest ways that I could have gone in it. Um, so I signed my first pro contract in, it was in March and then I was getting called up to the national team June, July. Mm. So Think about it, I've only been playing for three months, not not even mm-hmm. stepped up, my, my toe into the pool, you know what I'm saying? So, as you know, I mean, countries like, you know, South America, Central America, Europe, there's so much more pressure. Um, and when I got there, I didn't know what it was like to be criticized. I wasn't, I did not know what it was like to be told that you're shit yeah. and that yeah. you don't deserve to be there. And you know, like, when I went there, I was like, "Fuck, yeah, I'm going to be the best player there." And you know, I came out flying, but I never looked at I looked at it in a soccer perspective. I never looked at it in a cultural perspective. Mm-hmm. What does it mean to players from there that are born in El Salvador to see, you know, an American half-Salvadorian player come and try to take what mm-hmm. to them is, you know, their way of living, you know? Mm-hmm. So to me, it was it was obviously competition, but you know, they didn't greet me the best way at first, you know, I had to earn that, that, that respect and trust. And, you know, it, it took some time and I, I had some problems with some of the players and mentally I was I was, I was green, you know, I didn't, I, I didn't know what it was like to to, to deal with older heads and right, right, right. what the, the values and the culture that is in a different country than the United States. So they basically fucking, they did not like me. Right. Um, they they told me like, you know, like you ain't gonna change shit here. You know, like you're gonna play here, but like you ain't gonna make any decisions here. And like, I was like, fuck, like I, it's, it took me a while to process it, that it was a competition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I like, like at first uh, I started producing, I was scoring goals. Um, like right off the bat, I was already scoring like two goals, had an assist. Like I was doing good. So a lot of people loved me and then it, this is a love and hate uh, game, you know what I'm saying? Like when you're doing good, people love you. When you're doing bad, they freaking hate mm-hmm. you. And, you know, I started like mentally, all the pressure, you know, uh, all the comments. I, You know, when they would make a post of me, I would look at, oh, shoot, there's 300 comments under this post. I would start looking, what's, what's going on? Nah, he's shit. Mm-hmm. He doesn't deserve to be there. Mm-hmm. He's a trunk, Like, nah, like, I don't know what the, why they keep calling him up. Mm-hmm. He's been called up so many times all year and he hasn't done anything like, dude, I started getting to my head and mentally I was going through through something that I did not know how to describe. And it was something that I wasn't willing to share with people because I thought that, you know, like as a man, I had to keep that inside. And, you know, like as time went by, I was coming in and out of the call ups and. When I would go back to the to my club, I was I stopped performing. Mm. I stopped performing because in my head wasn't right. You know, like I just felt like uh, all the pressure got to me, all the comments from the people got to me, and you know. And then after I, I earned my my teammates' trust, and they they we we, we became more bonded, and we, we we had a friendship. The atmosphere in the in the national team was great. You know, they loved me. We were friends. But at that point my my career with, with my my experiences with um, the fans and the people, I let that get to me. Mm-hmm. and I remember the the player that I had an issue with and the first problem I had, um, he's the one that actually told me he was like, don't let what the people say mm-hmm. affect you don't don't let that get to you." And honestly, I respected him a lot for for telling me that because I know he had gone through a lot of shit like that, but obviously with it's part of the journey when I I never understood what part of the process meant until I had to live through it. You know, you have to live through it to understand it. Yes. So going through there in and out all year. And I'm telling you, like I couldn't even complete a five yard pass because my head wasn't right, you know? And, you know, towards the end of the year, I had to open up. I had to open up. And I first, Mm -hmm. I talked to one of my closest friends and I told him like, bro, like, cause I had cut everyone out. I stopped talking to my friends. I I would only I would only call my mother and my fiance just to see how they're doing, how they ate, you know, like our things back home and and that was it. I cut off every relationship I had as friendship and I I didn't see myself doing it. It was just my head kind of like guiding itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know what what it took, but I ended up opening up to one of my friends. I was like, "Dude, like I don't want to play no more. I don't want to play no more. It's like it's been tough, like you know, like, I don't, I don't know what's going on in my head, but I, I don't think this is meant for me. And then he told me, he's like, have you ever tried writing? Mm-hmm. And I was like, nah, bro, he's like, sit down and write. And I was like, all right. I kind of thought it was foolish at first. And then one day I sat down, I turned off all the lights and I turned on a candle, kind of like this. And mm-hmm. I just had a pen and paper. Bro, I wrote for like three hours, man. Mm-hmm. I wrote for like three hours. And at the end of it, I didn't even know what I wrote but I reread it like four times. And I read, and I read, and I read, and every time I read, I, I caught these little details. And you know, I was going through something in my head, a depression, and I didn't know what it was. Yeah, I didn't, I, didn't, I couldn't realize that, that that's what it was, you know? Mm-hmm. And you know how I told you that I didn't know who, I, I didn't know who to share it with. Mm-hmm. I realized that the one person that I had to share that with was myself. Mm-hmm. So that mm. I could come to an understanding mm. that what right. I was going on mentally, because the whole time I would try to tell myself, "Nah, you're not going through depression. Right, you're right, not. Right, right, right. You know, bro. you're not. You're not feeling sad and alone because your family's on the other side of the country. You're Seriously, not feeling that." Bro. And I would tell myself those things, but the reality was that I was going through all that shit right, mentally. Right, you know, right, 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 right. and I mean, I feel like that's a lot of things that people don't see that that comes with this game. Like, yes, you know, this yes. can fuck you up mentally. Yes, you know. Yes. If you're not performing, you're not going to play, you know, then you, they start expecting more. They start telling you, Oh, we need you to produce. And like Mm -hmm. a lot of things can go sideways off the field that people don't get. They just see you play. And if you have a shit game then they just start criticizing you, Mm -hmm. but there's so much more to that. Mm -hmm. And then that's when I honestly, that was a game changer for me. That's when things started getting better because I finally told myself the reality of what was going on. And then after that, I opened up to my mother, my fiance. I told her, "Look, I need to be honest with you. I was like, I haven't been happy these fa- past few few months, and it was great to actually tell someone. You know, it's always good to 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 speak to someone and you know just open up. Um, but yeah, like I mean, I told you that that my first national team uh, experience was was kind of tough. It was it was definitely a tough, and it was." I'm glad it happened early in my career yeah. because you know, I feel like if, if, you, if you never have something bad happen, you don't know what it is and it's better earlier because now you know what it's, what it's like and you learn from that. And dude, mentally now, like I'm set in my head that I'm gonna go back to the national team and I'm gonna kill it. Right, right. And that's why I wanna better my craft because I know that I deserve to be there and maybe I went there uh, without knowing what it was like but now I know what it's like and I know what it is to play under thousands of people. I've played in a stadium with 65,000 people right. and I know what the pressure's like. Um, so mentally, I'm, I'm ready to go back and soon I'll go back. And I made that a goal for mine that I wanna go back to the national team and, and just show how, how changed of a player I am. And like, like you know, it's, it's tough. It's uh-huh. tough to get called up. There's so much talent out there uh-huh. that, uh-huh. you know, and they can only have, a, you know, 25, 30 man uh, you know call- up and it's it's hard to get in there and honestly I see myself going back I've learned so much and honestly I'm grateful for the opportunities that they gave me because if they didn't I wouldn't have learned everything that I know and I still have so much more to learn but I learned a lot in a very short time of, of time you know I haven't been a pro so long this Seriously. is only my second year Seriously. so last year you can you can imagine how hard it was for me to Kind go through all that without actually being without actually having the experience. One year of experience is is nothing, you know. And that's why I value experience. You know, I value those players that have been playing for years because they know what it's like to be ups and downs. I know they had a, you know, they they had the goods and bads. So yeah, I mean, it's it's not always going to be sunshines and rainbows. You know, it's right. there's gonna be some some rainy days with, you know, that they're gonna be upsetting, but you can't teach experience no and that's why you have to
1: go through them things and you know you touch on some great points man i'm I'm speechless honestly a lot of things you said because very similar to myself but i just learned those things you know in terms of having an outlet having someone to talk to bro that's one of the biggest things that we need in our journey that i didn't probably didn't realize until two years ago and i was 27 years old and you're young still and you're realizing it now and exactly what you said having a youth knowing this already is going to transpire you for, for your rest of your career kind of thing, yeah. man. And it's so important to have, especially what we're going through, we internalize so many things in our mental psyche, trying to be good for our wives and our families, also our careers kind of thing, that you need your people in your corner, bro. For sure. So coming into this year though, you know, they announced your hometown team, man, what was your feelings coming into it? And you know, how how was
0: the start of the season? Man, mm-hmm. like when I, well, first, first of all, I was still under contract in my last team, so I never expected to come here mm. because I was like, they're not gonna let release me, you know? Um, so when I found out that, you know, they worked out a deal and I was able to come here and be the first signing to to my local club, man, that meant the world to me, you know? It meant family, it meant home, it, it meant my happiness, you know? Like, it, it's, to me, it was, you know, like, I can't describe how I felt because I just like you know i was I was speechless first of all because I was coming back to my mom, you know the one person like you said is my why is my why is my motivation, yeah yep, I hadn't yep, seen her in yep. over a year, yeah, so coming back just meant the world to me, um, but also just being around the people that I've grown up, have known me as a player in the communities, mm. you know, growing up. Growing up in, in in this local area, it's a small area, you know, it's not it's not very big. So, you know, this 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 whole region is built up of Santa Cruz, Watsonville, Salinas, Monterey. Right, and right, right. that's basically what that this coastal line is built out of. So when you have a player like they don't know who you are, right. you know, they, they've seen you grow. We've either competed against each other, played with each other, right. uh, either played with uh, their friends or something. Right. Like. So. Your name is probably known in the area, you know, so coming here, I was like, damn, like, you know, a lot of people that I grew up playing with are going to be able to come to these games and, you know, support mm-hmm. and, you know, honestly, I'm, I'm super grateful for, for all the people that have showed me love throughout my journey because I, I get these messages like, hey, like I, don't, like, I don't know if you remember me, like, you know, I'm so proud of you, like, Bro. you know, like, it means it means so much to that I'm an impact in people's lives and that, you know, they're proud of me that right. I've accomplished something, you know, like I said, it's every footballer's dream to become a pro. And I feel like a lot of people look up to me now and, and, you know, I honestly, I, I value that a lot. And I try to give back to the community because, you know, they've watched me grow. Mm-hmm. They've, they've supported me throughout this journey. And honestly, all I want to do is give back, you know, show love, you know, hang out with people, maybe go, share some time with I, I sometimes I even go I used to play Sunday League and I, I just show up just to say what's up to my old, old like old friends yeah, you know yeah, I used yeah. to play pickup soccer down in Santa Cruz I show up there and just say what's up you know I when I first got back I gave them a bunch of jerseys and That's just kind of like, bro. Yeah, you, need you know just just showing yeah. back love and then they show me back love coming back exactly, to the stadium exactly. and yeah honestly like I said who doesn't wish to be playing at home, you know, mm-hmm. around their people. And it's it's amazing just to come to the stadium and just seeing people yell out my name and just recognizing the faces. I'm like, yo, what's That's up? Crazy. You That's know, crazy, like, bro. Yeah. It's, it's it's an amazing feeling. And, I, and I'm and i super grateful for the, for this opportunity that I
1: was given, for sure. How was, how was the season for you to sum it all up for you and coming, I know you dealt with some injuries as yeah. well
0: too. Yeah, um, it was good. I mean, I think, I think i had to balance not getting too comfortable yeah, because yeah, i am yeah, home you yeah, know that's yeah, that was yeah, the right yeah. thing um yeah. not getting too comfortable just because i'm home <laughs> and you know at first uh well like i think you could agree like we didn't we didn't have um how can i say we didn't know each other as players we didn't have uh how can i say how me out you like it's good chemistry 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 yeah. we didn't have chemistry because yeah. it was so new everything was yeah. new Players from you know we haven't played with each other, mm-hmm. and I would say throughout like the mid of the of the season we kind of started knowing how mm-hmm. how we played as individually you know so we knew what each player expected from each other, so things started getting better. Um, then I suffered my injury, which was honestly I'm gonna tell you something. it, it was probably one of the greatest things to happen to me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm gonna tell you why, because I got comfortable. Mm-hmm. And I kind of started losing that that fire, that love, mm-hmm. that passion for the sport.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And when I got that injury, I mean, I was out for two and a half months. I would just come and watch you guys train. And I was like, fuck, I want to be out there. Yeah. I want to be out there. I play with my boys, you know. You know, like I was seeing you guys succeed. And I was, honestly, like it got to me. And mm-hmm. What I would do, I would just go straight to the gym and just like try to like, you know, like I miss that. It made me miss that sport a lot more. Mm-hmm. And so when I came back, I came back flying, you know, I was like, I, I love this sport. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I, it made me get that fire again. And you need that. Yeah. And honestly, it was great. It was a great year overall, um, even though we didn't, you know, succeed as a team, um, but you know, made some beautiful friendships, um, learned a lot about myself um, mentally as well, because like I said, when I went through that injury, it was probably the best thing because it, it pushed me to become better. It got me in those habits that I used to have, like, you know, like going to the gym, reading books, writing again. And I I had kind of slowed down off of that. And then after that injury, I I needed it. I needed it again. I needed that something to to basically take my mind off that I'm not playing. And when I came back, you know, it was hard because I I was frustrated a couple games where I, I when I was back, they were not playing me. I played mm-hmm. 5 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, first, I sat out first two games. I played 5 minutes the next game, 20 minutes the next game. And you know, slowly I started making my way back to the starting lineup and and you know, it's that drive was there, that that, that fire and and you know, I want to now I've seen what I need to work on. Um I've seen what difficulties I've had throughout this year and yeah. obviously I know next year kind of what style of play we like to play yeah. and yeah. and now I'm like how do I get how do i better myself so that next year when i come you know i'm i'm gonna be in that position where it's not gonna be a question who's gonna start in that right, position right, right. You know? and that's right. that's what i want to be right. um i know there's gonna be a lot of competition um but i'm ready to you know grind and yeah. and and better my craft like i said
1: i expect big things yeah. next year bro yeah exactly what you said you already know you know the core of guys be so yeah. a core group of guys coming back next year and the that's the most important thing: being comfortable going into the following season. Cause yeah, we were all. It took us six, seven months just to figure yeah. things out until these last two, yeah. or three months, kind of too late. But we were right there, man. Yeah, yeah, bro. I appreciate you, my guy, for coming on this for and sure. end it off with your favorite moment of the of the season.
0: My mom was your goal for yeah, sure. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> it, it was it was my the the home opener and, yeah. and that goal because. Yeah. I remember that first game, my whole family came out uh, in my immediate family. You know, my mom, my brothers, my sister was here, my aunt was here. You know, just scoring that, just like, man, you know, just seeing them, like seeing what my life consists of what, what it is to, to live as a professional and they were able to live that moment with me and you know, that's something that literally even the community, the people that like I told you, the, the whole community that knows me, yeah, they came yeah, and they yeah, experienced yeah, that. They're yeah, yeah. like, Wow, wow. That's that's my guy right there, you it know? That's like, bro. That, you know, like to me like I was thinking about this giving me the chills Seriously. right now, you know what I'm saying? Like, just imagine that moment, just seeing all the people that see me grow as a player. Right, right, right. You know, I grew up playing with. They they saw that moment, and, you know, it's it's something that's down in the history books. that No one will ever take that away from me, you know? That's I scored the first fight. home opener, and we won that game, and it was just—the environment was a full house, you know? It was, the environment was amazing, and honestly, that's yeah, for sure yeah, my, my favorite yeah. moment. Same here, bro, yeah. same here.
1: Yo, my bro. right, brother. I Nice thinking. talking That's to again you. Coming on the show, of bro. Course, this is brother. a very, very good app, man. People need yeah. to hear your mental side, too. The why, the reason why you go through these obstacles early, bro. Yeah. Definitely, sure. definitely important to touch on. That. And you already took the words out of my mouth. That's why I'm speechless and <laughs> a lot of the stuff you're talking about, bro. Because yeah. exactly what people need to hear. Yeah, for man. sure. Yo, my brother. All yeah. right, brother.
0: Much love. Yes, sir.
1: Much love. All right, brother.